the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter that we are going to read together. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as a holy to the Lord. And they offer a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle dove or two gentiles. When they have finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they return to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with the wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. You may be seated. In the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning again, beloved family of Christ. We are here not by accident, but by divine appointment. Today we celebrate the feast of the presentation of Jesus in the temple. This is a very important feast in the Latino community. I am a part of the Latino community. And the reason because it's important, it declares for us the end of the Christmas season on the day of the presentation of the Lord. In other words, that means that every tree or, or Christmas light and every Christmas decoration is removed February the 3rd or the 4th. Also, it's when we remove the baby Jesus from the manger and a family of the congregation take him to their house for a full year. It is a beautiful celebration where tamales and atole are prepared by those who find the little baby Jesus in their piece of kin cake on Epiphany Day. This is a Latino tradition that we continue to celebrate here in the United States. But my sermon is not about that. Today, our attention is on what took place between the Holy Family, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus coming to Jerusalem and their returning home. Luke explains that the Holy Family is making the journey to Jerusalem for their purification and to present their baby to the Lord. There are two things going on here. First, it's the purification. This applies particularly to Mary. When a Jewish woman gives birth to a boy, she remains unclean for 40 days and cannot come into the temple. This may sound prejudiced to our modern ears, but think about it. What new mother would not welcome this law? <laughs> In his mercy and kindness, 
God himself gives a new mother his order to take a 40-day maternity leave to stay home and recover and bond with her baby. We are women, those women who are here, it took us years and decades to gain that in our favor. But, Jesus, but God plans this since the very beginning. When the 40 days it's up, the mother brings an offering of a lamb to the Lord as the law requires. If she cannot afford a lamb, she can bring two pigeons. If the child is a firstborn son, that child is to be dedicated to the Lord. When the time came for their purification, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And a big question came to my mind for many, many, many years. Why does Mary, who was the virgin, and her child, the sinless son of God, need to be purified? It may be the Virgin Mary and her baby boy could have claimed an immunity from all of this. So be free of that. But the fact that they do not means that this baby boy born of Mary has come into this world to so intimately join himself to us, not only sharing our flesh and bone and blood, but also to share in our burden in living under the holy law of God. It is the same regarding his redemption. How illogical it is that the redeemer of the world is brought to the temple to be redeemed by the blood of two pigeons and all of, the, all of it before Jesus can talk or walk? Could Jesus have been exempt from this? Well, God has a plan. Let's continue. Mary and Joseph would have entered the temple through an entrance reserved just for this purpose, called the gate of the firstborn. There, they would have waited while an offering of incense was made in the holy place. And they would have waited until the next available priest came to take the sacrifice from them and a sprinkle Mary with his blood to indicate the cleansing of all her sinfulness was completed. And Jesus was both dedicated to the Lord and redeemed, and therefore free to return home with them. Well, that is only to give you a background. But my, my sermon is about the last two verses of today's gospel. Verses 39 and 40 
that teaches us about the humanity of Jesus. Jesus was led by his parents. It is not easy being a godly and faithful parent, and you know that very well. But Mary and Joseph were godly and faithful parents to Jesus. And because of that, they were able to give their son the very best start in life. Jesus was raised in Nazareth. The gospel says that Mary, Joseph, and Jesus returned to Nazareth. Some scholars say that there were two advantages to do that. Even though Nazareth was considered an insignificant town, one of the advantages is that this place offered him a close community and the time for quiet contemplation. The other advantage is that Nazareth was in touch with world events. Two of the major roads of the ancient world passed within eyesight of the hills surrounding Nazareth. So one can imagine Jesus as a teenager and even as a young man meeting travelers from different places and cultures who stopped in Nazareth to rest and refresh. What amazing opportunity for him. One more thing that the gospel says is that Jesus grew as a child. It is important, and let me tell you, I know that you already knew this, but it's good to just remind once in a while this. It is important to know that the entire account about Jesus, it's not fiction. He was born of Mary in a stable in Bethlehem. He was placed in a manger and was a real baby with all the physical needs that a baby has. As an infant, Jesus woke up hungry in the middle of the night. He needed to be nursed, burped, and changed. Jesus, as an adult, suffered all the limitations of our physical existence. He got tired. He became hungry. He got thirsty. He needed to sleep, eat, and drink. And most importantly, it was a real body that Jesus offered on the cross, on the cross for our sins. It was the only way he could save us. But what happened to the human body of Jesus between the manger to the cross? For some reason, God only limited that information in the Bible for us. But Luke said that Jesus grew and became a strong, filled with wisdom. 
Jesus did not only grow physically, he also grew spiritually. No doubt his parents fulfilled their covenant by praying with and for Jesus and by teaching him their faith. Jesus grew in his relationship with the Father and constantly lived a godly life. My brother and my sister, Jesus was fully human and he took on all the difficulties and possibilities of our human existence. If Jesus had not been fully human, he would not have been able to know by experience what we go through in our temptations and struggles in this life. But because he has lived as a man, he's able to sympathize fully with us in our experiences. And that is awesome. So no matter what trial or difficulty or struggle you are going through, and maybe some of you can tell me, I pastor, it's easy to be a Christian. My, my life is a good one. I can be so thankful for all the long life that I have lived. But sooner or later, every human being experiences struggles, trials, losses, whatever you want to name it. When that happened, I invite you to go to Jesus because he understands your struggles completely and he will give you comfort and peace. And do you know why? Do you know why? Because he loves us. He loves us. He loves us. Can you repeat with, with me, Jesus loves me? Jesus loves me. Are you convinced about that? <laughs> One more time. Jesus loves me. And the people of God says, Amen. Amen.